0: A few days ago, I received a message from a nurse who was in despair. I've received countless messages like this throughout the last three years. And I responded back to her and felt compelled to address it on this show because I know many of you are feeling the same. Kind of like it's all beginning to be too much. And as I had just finished sending her the voice note, my daily reading scripture popped up and it was from Romans 8:6 to be carnally minded is death to be spiritually minded is life and peace i laughed because guys this is one of the way the holy spirit speaks to me and i say and i said thank you father with a smile on my heart On Friday, I did a show with my friend Tyson about the fires in Maui and the government response, and he said, I believe we are spiritual beings having a mortal experience. And you know, that really resonated with me because that is exactly what the Bible tells us when we are born again and receive the Holy Ghost as our comforter. The Lord told Nicodemus unequivocally. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit, in John 3, 6. And so receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit is only poured out onto the believer. We must confess our sins, declare Jesus Christ as the one living true God, and believe that he was risen from the dead. That is being born again of spirit. He is always there. And the more we desire relationship, the more he draws nearer to us. It is absolutely remarkable. And so today I'm going to share with you a few ways he has showed up and guided me in my life. Many of you know me as a whistleblower, but today you'll get to know me as a child of God. I will close out our time together sharing with you what happened to me recently when I picked up the Bible And for the first time in my life, was able to read it, soaking it up. Perhaps it'll do the same for you. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud, and I'm your host, Nurse Jodi O'Malley. Nurse April has taken a couple weeks off to get our website up and running so we can connect more intimately with you guys. So be on the lookout for that. If you like our show, please make sure to review it on the platform that you are listening to us on. Right now, whatever platform you're listening to us on, please review it and share. We are here five days a week at 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on iHeartRadio or on our world-class media player, and you can even download an app called America Out Loud Talk Radio and listen to 24 seven programming from our amazing family of hosts. The nurse that sent this to me fought her way through the pandemic, researching and questioning just like I did. We've never met, but she is a strong nurse who volunteered her time helping nurses get religious exemptions. So this message hit a little hard. She writes, life is not fair. How are you not becoming jaded? I have to disassociate in order to deal half the time. You have to admit, every sad inbox message breaks you. Sorry, but it does. I'm all or none. The messages make me so sad I have to ignore them. Where do you get the strength, especially to continually persevere? Because I'm having difficulty finding it. Wow. So I re- responded to her. That it was because of God. <laughs> it's only because of my relationship. With Jesus Christ. Yeshua. That I am able. To continue on. And still have a smile. And joy in my life. And you know. So. When when I talked to her and I responded back to her I I said a few things and and I want to go into depth with them with you guys you see first like I love him with all with my entire being and every day I'm excited to see how he's going to show up in my life and how he'll continue to guide it when people hear from me about blowing the whistle and why I did what I did in my book. I take you through this process a little bit more in depth, but essentially it was me being so tormented very early on with what I was seeing, literally feeling like I was walking around with a bunch of zombies and I am the only one in there that is looking at truth. And then I think, who is the truth? Where do we get the truth from? And I know in scripture says that Jesus is the truth, the life and the way. And no man will come to the father except through him. And so I just kept hearing little scripture, right? How did I know the scripture? Well, it wasn't because I was reading the Bible, guys. And and I'll take you a little bit further in depth on that. But uh, I wasn't reading the Bible. I was not a Bible reader. I was a typical person that picked up the Bible and put it down because it made me sleepy and I'd go to bed. And I wasn't really even retaining what I was reading because it just didn't make sense. And so in June of 2020, a few months after Watching them shut the world down, knowing in my heart of hearts how many people were going to die because of this, not because of this so-called virus, but because of the isolation, the fear, the stress response and knowing that the hospitals weren't even doing anything to, you know, when somebody was sick coming into the hospital, I mean, we can go back in time, but, you know. Recently too Alex Jones with InfoWars just came out and said that he has good information from the head guy at the TSA that they are planning on shutting down our country again beginning in the middle of September. And I thought well that's not going to happen. Right? The, they they're not going to ground the planes and st- well not necessarily ground the planes but People aren't going to put masks back on again and walk around in fear. I thought the Supreme Court had ruled um, that masks were illegal on the airplanes. But come to find out our Supreme Court ruled that TSA has the ability to put the mask back on the traveler. And so we are coming in at a time where they they were just letting up a little bit. And I knew it. How did I know this? How did I know this? Well, I think we're, you know, those that are close to the Lord are given a spirit of discernment. And so that that discernment never failed me from February of 2020 when I thought this was end times prophecy happening to where we are now over three years later. If people comply again, I just can't see, like I, I, I think we'll have a revolution. Cause I think there's so many people that are on the other side now that they are like, I'm absolutely not doing it. And so, what is the government's purpose in, you know, promoting the fear again? Well, you know, they're saying that COVID cases are on the on the rise. And And I, you know, I could say, I could vouch for that. Um, I see some sickness. I don't know if it's necessarily COVID or not, because it doesn't matter. And that's really, guys, it just doesn't matter. You know, we have to build up our immune system and in order to fight these things that are coming at us, both physically and mentally. I mean, let that sink in. We, mentally speaking... We have got to be prepared, and so let me let me tell you. I I, I kind of digress here because that that was just a big one for me. I'm like, here we go again, here we go again. Our government is going to try to shut us down, and how many people will comply? How many people will live in the spirit of fear? Because Handling that fear and being able to manage that fear is what courage actually is. And where do you draw on for for your courage? Is it your own will, your own desire? That like I'm Jody, I can handle this. I can handle this. No, I will be the first to admit, Jody cannot handle this because inside of Jody is a fighter. Like literally inside of me <laughs> is that person that wants to cuss you out and beat the crap out of you. That That's what I have to keep check of. And that's where I lean towards God, right? I lean towards God because he is the only one that will comfort us. And so this message from this nurse, I say this because I have received so many of these messages. How do you respond to people the way you do? How are you still having joy and and a smile on your face with all that you've been through? Well, guys, because I gave that up to God a long time ago. And every day I ask him, father, your will, not mine. Before I'm even recording this right before you're even hearing me right now, I prayed to God. I said, father, please let this word go forth for your purposes. Let this speak to the people to calm them and let them know that they have faith and and joy in you. Father, show me what you want me to say. Tell me, speak through me so that we can help people moving forward to per- really further the kingdom of God. See, at the high level, at the, you know, what you guys see is me fighting with the with the HHS, right? You see me fighting these lawsuits, the nursing board. You see all those things. But high level, I'm doing this because I feel like I am called to do it, that the Lord chose me to do it. And that, and and at the end of the day, what is my goal? Is my goal to teach you how to have courage and speak up? Yeah, it's one of them. Is my goal to give you the treatments that could. Build your immune system and work best for you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the number one most important thing I feel is that I am called to bring people through to God through my testimony for you all to be bold and unrelentless, fearless, game changers, revolutionaries. To prepare others for what is about to come. And so I wanted to share with you this story. So a few months ago, I had I was speaking with a, a widow. And um, that widower, it, it's with a thousand that I'm that I'm working with. And this gentleman was just absolutely tormented. Uh, he just he's uh, since his wife his his passed through the deadly hospital protocol. He feels like his arms and his legs are gone. He every single thing that this man was was because of this woman. He loved her with his whole entire being, and he was absolutely tormented. And. We, we had a conversation and he said that on her deathbed, he, she had said, draw nearer to the Lord and teach our grandsons how to do that. And I was talking with him and I said, you, you need to uh, like, you, do you believe in God? And he said, yes. And he goes, I love him. And I have grown closer with him. And I said, okay, well, you walking around in torment and despair, is you're not hiding that from anyone. You could try to put on a brave face for your grandchildren, but you're not hiding that from anyone. And I understand that your heart is hurting, but I'm encouraging you to give that up to God because he's the only one who can take that from you. And he said, he's like, I'm trying. I'm trying. And so I said, the Lord commands us that we need to occupy until he returns. And so we continued that conversation. But this is where I'm going with the story. When I got off the phone with him, I was just in despair as well. I said, Father, there is no way that this man will be able to, you know, move on from this, so to speak. Unless you intercede, he needs you. He is absolutely tormented. And I need you to come into his heart supernaturally to lift him up. But when I came back in, I was questioning, does the Bible say occupy until I return? Did he say that? Or did I make that up? Because I don't want to make things up. And so I picked up my phone on the Bible app. And I looked at the King James version and we'll get into the, the versions a little bit here later. But he did say that occupied till I return in Luke. And so I looked over and there was this Bible that I was gifted a few months ago, about six months ago, called the Tree of Life version. And it's a Messianic Bible. And so Messianic is essentially Jewish people that believe in Jesus Christ. They're called Messianic, right? They, they believe that Jesus Christ, Yeshua, is the Messiah. And so we'll get into more about this book when we after break. But when I picked that up and I looked it up, because I wanted to see how the different versions were, right? And I saw it in this tree of life and I started reading it. And then I went back to the beginning of the chapter of Luke and I was like, oh, well, let me just read it from the beginning. And so I'm reading this chapter for the first time. And I, well, maybe not for the first time, but what happened was a few minutes go by or a few pages go by, well, twenty minutes go by. Sorry, my brain's all over the place, and I realized that I had read the chat the whole book, and I wasn't tired. And I was like, "What? Oh my goodness, Father! What was this? You know, what was this?" And, and I was just so excited that I actually was understanding and reading. Because I think I have undiagnosed um, ADD. Um, Actually, I think many of us do. Uh, But I was able to read it and remember it. And I got to this part in, in, in Luke that said, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was tormented too, and he said, Father, take this cup from me if not, your will be done. And guys, oh, it's getting me choked up. I bawled. Like I started crying because that's how I felt. Like, take this from me. These people are so tormented. Not only did they lose their loved one, but They feel like they lost into a deadly hospital protocol, like they were murdered, murdered for profit. And I, you know, and I literally just bawled, and I had my two hands, my two fingers, my index finger and my middle finger, on my eyes, and I'm laying in bed, and I have my hands on or my thumbs on my like cheekbones, and I'm crying, and I'm crying and I'm crying and all of a sudden I realized that I'm not breathing and I was like is this it is this it are you taking me now oh my gosh and then I realized you know like you know I have Benjamin in the other room and I start thinking about my other kids and my grandson and my parents and and I was like okay well I'm ready am I ready I think I'm ready am I ready? Is this what you're going to do? Are you calling me home now because I've done my job here? And then all of a sudden I started breathing again and I, and I go, and then I remembered reading in the Bible. Now all of this, my eyes are still closed guys. I'm still laying there. I'm actually afraid to open them at this point, right? Because I don't know if I'm going to see you know, God in my room or what? And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. But, you know, I, I remembered as I'm taking my breath in and I take that first breath that I remembered hearing in the Bible or hearing a preacher or something say that Yahweh, God's name, is like the breath when you inhale and exhale. And I was trying to find a scripture that actually said that, right, specifically. But all I could find was um, he breathed into us the breath of life in Genesis 2, 7. And we still retain that breath. Job 12, 10 says, in his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. And so as I'm soaking this in and I'm breathing in and I'm breathing in and, and I was like, yes. And I'm like, now my, my hands, my eyes are still closed. And now I'm waving my hands toward me, like bringing the air into my body and really calling on the Holy spirit to come inside of me. And as I'm doing that fluid motion, I stop breathing again. And this time I'm like kind of conscious and I'm trying to like be in the moment, but not be in the moment. Right. And I don't know how long I did not breathe for, but I'm telling you, it was, it was for a while. It was for a while, like minutes, minute. I don't know guys. Right. But it was, but it was a long enough time to where I was thinking you need to breathe you haven't, you haven't breathed in a while. And then I'm like, no, I'm okay. Because am I ready? Like, I want to come home with you, you know? And he said to me, tell Benjamin that he will do great things. And I was like, okay, so are you taking me now? (laughs) You know, it was just one of those moments, but this is what this, this did for me. Reading this Bible, this Messianic Bible for the first time, the Holy Spirit came to me. And then recently, um, I had my friend Donna Lowry, who was a nurse nurse at Parish Medical Center in Florida, who locked her job after like 35 years for just talking about ivermectin. And she listened to the, the interview I did with Dr. Corey last week or a couple of weeks ago. And she was crying when she called me, she said, Jody, I did not realize how much we are alike. And, and she's like, you had me in tears, the way that you spoke to Dr. Corey, because I'm not sure exactly what his faith is. She goes, but the way you talked about our father to him, was just so beautiful. She's like, You have a gift. You have a ministry. And I just, I, you know, I'm crying listening to her. And she's not the first person that's told me that. You know, probably about a year ago, my stepmom calls me up and says that she had a dream that I would, that I invited her to come and hear me preach for the first time that Sunday that I tell, you know, called her and said, Hey, I'm going to be doing my first sermon on Sunday. And, um, do you want to come? And I said, girl, you're not the first person that's told me that. And so guys, this process, what you're hearing from me is me doing my absolute best job as a child of God, as a sinner, as a mortal being, as a spiritual being, bring his word and comfort to you. And so guys, I know that I have a testimony. I know that. My whole life is a testimony. (laughs) And I just think, you know, there's something that says that God doesn't qualify the called. He equips the called, I think is what it is. And, And surely... You know that's what he's done for me. So I hope this is speaking to you guys. Um, when we come back after the break, I'm going to dive into a little bit more about my background and um, about some things that you could do to start reading the Bible, um, a little roadmap, if you will. Um, and I'll tell you how God showed me that when, when we come back after the break. But first I do want to um give a shout out to our sponsor Asia. They have this gel. It's called a Redox um gel that is literally like salt water guys and it it helps with decreasing inflammation. I have um so many testimonies from people about this product and one of them is my friend, Ashley, who had a little, um, like scab on her hairline and she came over and she said, look at this for me. It's like, this is bothering me so much. And, and I know I keep picking at it, but it just won't go away. And it's really bothering me. And I looked at it and I said, yeah, it's really red. It's inflamed. I said, you have to leave it alone. And I said, let me let me try this product because, you know, so many people had been using it and um, with success. And I put it on her and she sent me a message and she goes, girl, I don't know what that stuff was, but here it is. A few hours have gone by and I think it's gone. I don't feel it anymore. Well, she managed to take a picture and show me and it wasn't gone, but it was. Deeply less, well, not deeply, but a lot less red. And so I really believe in these products and um take a um go to americaoutloud.shop because our exclusive out loud listeners will get 15% off. And so um try it, guys, and um let let me know what you think. Send a send an email to nurses at com and we will be right back. It's time and this is world. How do we protect our bodies from harm in a world filled with invisible threats? In each one of our trillions of cells, a remarkable process takes place in the mitochondria, which is known as the powerhouse of the cell. Redox signaling molecules are produced here. And ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. And the results speak for themselves. As someone who needed an energy boost at a crucial time in my life, I was introduced to ASEA. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news Welcome back. Thank you. You are listening to nurse Jody O'Malley covering for nurse April on a nurses out loud. And so I thank you for joining me guys. Uh, The first half of the show, we talked about people that are in despair and um, the next big thing coming from our government. And so I hope um, my hope and prayer is that this show and hearing my testimony draws you closer to our Father because he is calling you. He is calling you guys we we have to open our heart like how do we hear from the voice of God? when I was going through blowing the whistle and and you know going through work being a nurse at the federal hospital, I just heard scriptures all the time in my head. you know and and like I said, I'm I wasn't a Bible reader, but my parents did take me to church um all the time for a good first 12 years of my life and so I was saved and gave my heart over to to God as a young girl you know there's not a time in my life that I remember not knowing God and so I remember being a little girl three four years old doing altar call and getting on my hands and knees you know and so anyway um There was about a time in my life, I think I was, you know, 20, 21 years old and maybe even younger. I can't remember if my daughter was born yet or not, but I dropped out of school when I was 15 and got a fake ID. And then I met my husband who was 14 years older than me. He was 29 years old and got pregnant, got married, abusive situation. Got divorced a couple of years after that. Well, like a year and a half. I think it was final. Um, you know, called the police. They weren't doing anything at that time. It was right around um, the OJ uh, Simpson trial, and laws started to get changed. So when a woman did call for help, or even a man for that reason, the um, police officers would have to take it seriously. And back in those days, they didn't take it seriously. And it was almost like, can you go somewhere? Can you call your mom to come pick you up? You know, and and so anyway, I remember going to see my preacher. Now, I grew up in a spirit filled Pentecostal church in the inner city of Chicago, right down the streets from the projects is where our church was next to a liquor store, it was a storefront church, essentially. Uh, but my preacher was filled with the Holy Ghost. um, And, and our church was amazing. And so I went to go see her for the first time, um, you know, outside of church as an adult, uh, to get her, you know, counsel, if you will. And I can't even remember what it was that I was you know, specifically, but, you know, I'm sure it had to deal with, you know, the divorce and the domestic violence and stuff. And she told me, she goes, you know, I've never said anything to you, but you are called for great things. There was a light. She goes, I remember looking out at you in church one day. And there was this light that just shone around you. And so I want you to know that God is faithful and that he is there and that he has purposes for you. So this time that you're going through is just it, it, it too shall pass. But just know that you are here for great things. And guys, I didn't remember that for a long time until I think after I blew the whistle and I was given an interview and I remember, oh my goodness, my, my preacher told me that. You see, I've never been one to let compliments or anything like that go to my head. I was you know, always told growing up, even as a young child, that I was pretty and I was kind and I had the best smile and I give the best hugs. Right. And so I just always took that as a badge of honor. And I'm like, because Jesus gave that to me, that's who he made me. He made me perfect in his own image. Right. (laughs) And so there's so many things that just come to me because I don't really remember them. It's almost at the point where I wish I would have kept a journal, but I guess there's a reason why I didn't. Um, but having said that, I also respected sister Kelly so much. And she told us back in the eighties to make sure that we have the word of God on our heart because there is going to come a time that they are going to remove the Bible from us and be aware of other translations because they are deceiving. They change the word of God and it dilutes the message or it, you know, will just change it. And so with, when I was gifted this tree of life Bible, this version, I was like, "Oh, should I even read it?" Um, and so I compared, you know, some scripture to the King James version because that's what I was told was the gold standard. And then we have the New King James version, which is even easier to read because they take out all the these and thou's and all of that. And but the biggest thing is is that The Lord came to me while reading that Bible. The Holy Spirit came in me and gave me peace and comfort after reading that Bible. That tells me that we can have man or woman to be our teacher and our guide. But the ultimate guide is Yeshua. And if he is speaking to me and through me and I am able to read this Bible like it's a book, even though I don't read books either, I think I've read a few. The notebook was my favorite one. I don't, I couldn't put that one down, but you hear what I'm saying? I thought like, this is a gift. And so there's some things that I know to be absolutely true. Jesus was a Jew. He celebrated as a Jew. He died as a Jew. His friends were Jews. His disciples were Jews. And the entire Bible was originally written in Hebrew. That's fact. And so then I start thinking, well, let's just say I, you know, there's a, you know, a Mexican, let's say that that wrote a book could a greek translate that effectively and vice versa so it really gets me to thinking so i started reading what, what what's unique about this bible and you know what's unique about the tree of life version is that some of the words are transliterated into hebrew so the reader gets a more Jewish sense of the text and their connectivity to Jewish sensibilities in both Testaments. They had over 70 scholars and, you know, all different types of people go through this book. And so the old order of the Old Testament, like conforms to the traditional Jewish ordering of those books you know, and and so some of it's a little different um, and we'll get into a little bit more detail about it. But. You know, it's it. Jesus has always been there. He's been there since the beginning and the beginning was the word and the word tabernacled with God. Right. God sent down, you know, Jesus to us. Like so when a Jew. And another thing my preacher preached about all the time was loving Israel because, um, you know, they are the chosen people. And, you know, and that the Americas were really kind of like almost the same, you know, given the same uh, gift from God that he gave to Israel, America received. And so going back and and, and knowing that when Jews come to Jesus. Once the Jews eyes are open and they start believing that Jesus is the Messiah and he was here and he will return. That's end times prophecy from the way my preacher was preaching it. And so I think what a gift to have. It translated in from Hebrew into English by people who are native to that language and the culture to be able to give us another whole perspective on actually what the whole heart of it right they say that it's like the biggest family by bi- uh, the biggest family Bible right um that there ever was or ever will be or family works or something um. Here's a little paragraph that I um, cut out from the beginning of the book. It says Bible readers needed a rendering that spoke with a more decidedly Jewish friendly voice like the Bible's author, like the Bible's authors themselves. We believe that reckonings of Hebrew, Aramaic and Greek manuscripts have all too often been tendered by clergy with little to no intellectual interest in the Jewish experience. No emotional connection to the Jewish people and no real personal support for the Jewish homeland Israel. Disregard, disregard, being it intentional or accidental, is that biblical books that were written to Jews, for Jews, and about Jews, lose a critical element. Their actual Jewish essence. Readers wanting to come to terms with the Bible's messages, messengers, and the recipients are those all too easily directed away from the main author, storylines, and intent. Jewish displacement and replacement motives come through in ways that are subtle and in ways that are not so subtle. And so this they have this learn better Bible habit habits. And this is what I want to talk to you about. So after I read this book or after the Holy spirit came to me, I was just like, I want to read it. I let me, let me bring it with me on my, my plane ride. I was going to speak at an event and I pulled out the Bible on the plane and I'm starting to read it. Well, I decided to get a little bit more acquainted with it. And so before I, oh gosh, he is so faithful. Listen to this. So before I opened it, I put my hands on it and I said a prayer and I said, father, please help me to understand this and to see why you brought this into my life. Help me to guide people in your word more effectively, because I don't really even know like where to begin. I've heard people say, start at Mark, start at Luke, start in the beginning, you know, all of these things. And so I asked him for guidance on that because I told you guys last week that I was starting a private membership community, and it's going to be focused on confidence, courage, and calling. And through that, I want to help people grow closer to the Lord. And I know the only way to do that is through the word of God. And so I say this prayer. Um, you can go to Jody if you are interested in hit Contact me, send me a message, and I will put you on the email list. Um, it's coming out guys. It's coming out. (laughs) I had to figure out all the technical parts about it, but anyway, I go and I say that prayer. I opened it up to the back and it says, learn better Bible habits. (laughs) This approach allows you to get into the word daily and simple digestible bites. And I was like, wow. And I start laughing. I was in the middle seat and I start laughing and I was like, oh, my God, you're so great. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm going to take you through that as we close up the show. I'm going to give you these these steps that you, too, can take. To help guide you on your journey through a closer relationship with Yeshua. I also tell people this all the time when there's somebody that we meet and we really want to get to know them, we are excited to hear from them. We are excited to call them. We are excited to get messages from them. We are just excited to hear more about how they think and they feel. How come we don't do that with God? How, how, how come we're not doing that with our father? We get closer. I just gave you guys examples of how he showed up in my life. And surely he's wanting to show up in yours in the exact same way. But we have to silence our hearts because the Bible does say that he comes to us and speaks to us through our heart. So our hearts can't be hardened. Our hearts have to be open. Our hearts have to be wanting to. Grow closer and fall in love with him, just like you did with your husband or your wife. You just couldn't wait to hear from them. This is the relationship that I want you to have with Jesus, because this, guys, this is the number one reason why you even know my name right now. And so I feel very thankful to the Lord that he has called me out of that season of constant despair and, and, you know, death all around me to giving me new life so that I can hopefully show you how to have a new life in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, our almighty the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And so this Bible Habits, it starts on Sunday because that's the beginning of the week and it ends on Saturday. So they recommend starting with the teaching of Yeshua first and then wrap up the teaching, um, wrap up the reading with uh, weekly Torah chapters that the whole Jewish community cycles through every Shabbat. Every Friday night, the whole Jewish community is reading the same scriptures. Isn't that just amazing? Like, think about the harmony in that. And so I love this approach because it's not a read the Bible in a whole year type of thing. It's just encouraging you to open your Bible in a pattern of discovery that works for your lifestyle and the season that you're in. And so the Bible has been written, you know, hundreds of years over centuries by many authors about generations of people. And God is the main protagonist of the Bible. And we, as humans, are the object of his affection. This weekly approach to reading the Bible can start anytime, and you can read it as much or as little as your schedule allows. If you miss a day, don't get discouraged. Do not feel guilt. I refuse to feel any guilt. You know, just give it up to God and let him lead you and try to apply what you learn each day. This goal is to get to know how God speaks and understands how he has created the world to grow and thrive under his watch and care. God already knows you. God is trying to get you to know him. Praise God. Isn't that amazing? I love it. So here, day one, read the good news. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, right? Pick one. Find a Bible teacher you trust that teaches from the holy word of God, from Genesis to Revelation. I know there's a lot of Catholic churches, and I don't even know all the other denominations, But my, you know, son-in-law, I, I just, I was shocked that they didn't even know about revelation. Like the Catholic church skips books for whatever reason, which is wild to me, but, you know, ask the Holy spirit to help guide you to help you understand what you are reading. Like I did, I just prayed, said father. Right. And so every, every teaching should strengthen your faith in God's attributes not question it. And so welcome Adonai to disciple you and let his love be your guide. John 3, 16 to 18 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The one who believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe has been condemned already because he has not put his trust in the one and only Son of God. And so some Bible teachers that I like are Jack Hibbs, uh Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Jonathan Kahn, Perry Stone, um, JD Farrag. These are some of the people that I would just throw out there. And so Day two, pick a proverb. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs. Pretty cool. So if you start on today, the 21st, go to the 21st, read that chapter. Right? It's so cool. One day. And and I know just at least one verse is going to catch your eye and remind you, prepare you and excite you or even warn you about what you're facing at the moment. And the prover- proverbs in the Bible are so universally true that it's easily shared with others. So, you know, find a proverb, find the proverb, share it and and share it with people. Day 3, sing a psalm before bedtime. How cool is that? I didn't even think about that. The the a psalm, sing it. Sing out loud, right? trust in God and include thanking him and blessing his name because why they say that because a psalm aloud vocalizes your thankfulness praises his goodness recalls his loving kindness and remembers his eternal mercies adding a psalm punctuates the rhythm of your bible Reading by helping you see past your personal and often raw emotions and reflect on the profound faithfulness of God to those who love him. Day four, nurture your growing faith with letters. As you begin reading the letters written by Yeshua's followers and family members, that's Romans, the Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, the Thessalonians, the Timothys, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, Jacob, the Peters, the Johns, Judah, and Revelation. I encourage you that when you come across a verse that you wish you could remember, you know, memorize it, memorize it so it's on your heart as well. And day five. Read It says, uh, day five, reading the writings of the history of the Bible before the good news to recognize the consequences of disobedience and the true value of forgiveness and Messiah Yeshua. And so there's books like Job and Ruth and Ecclesiastes that show us like the patterns of human behavior that look like modern day soap operas. I've had people say that, you know, they remind that I remind them of Ruth. And I was like, who's Ruth? I mean, go back and read it. And I and it is like a soap opera. I feel like we're all living out this movie and, you know, we want to be on the good side, right? <laughs> Not on the side of bad. And so these writings are Psalms, Proverbs, Job, Song of Songs, Ruth, Lamentations, Ecclesiastics, Ezra or Esther. Daniel, Ezra, Nehemiah, and the Chronicles. Day six is overcome. overcoming is proclaimed by his prophets. And so the prophets um, kept heralding Israel's promised Messiah. Um, And since these better Bible habits are being written for a Bible that includes both the whole Jewish and holy scriptures and the entire Christian New Testament, On the sixth day, we regularly search the books of the Bible prophets to remember the declarations of Adonai. And so I love that. So the prophets, Joshua, Judges, Samuels, Kings, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk. Zephaniah, Hagar, Zechariah, and Malachi. Forgive me if I don't know. <laughs> and day seven is waltz your way back to the garden and go back to the Torah. Um, the first five books of the Bible Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And um, and this says so that. You dance your way through the Bible with God all six days so you can rest in his perfect peace and Shabbat. And that is the first five books of the Bible. And so I think that's just so beautiful, guys. You know, I, I just want to remind you, God alone loves. We choose to love. God is love. Love God. I pray that sharing this message from a troubled soul and giving you suggestions of how to dance through the Bible gave you some comfort, wisdom, and guidance. By reading the scriptures with intentionality, we open ourselves to transformative experiences and find strength to overcome life's challenges. May this inspire and empower inspire and empower you on your path of healing and spiritual growth. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud. Thank you guys for joining me. God bless. God bless you all. And please join us as we continue to shine our light and expose the darkness. It's time.